0: Alright, how you doing everyone? And a very very we want to wish everybody out there a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Welcome once again to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here for you on giants.com the number as always is 201-939-4513. I am Russ Salzberg, joined by my colleague today and buddy and two-time former uh, Super Bowl champion with the Giants David Deal, got Brandon Roth across the way at the controls, and uh, again, it's our Thanksgiving show, if you will, because the boys, everybody has a day off tomorrow, then we'll be back uh, on Friday. I won't, but somebody will,
1: <laughs>
0: and, and uh, you know what, David? Yeah, we're laughing today, I was with here with Paul Dottino yesterday, and... You know, as you always say, Vitamin W does wonders to it your does. system. Team has two two wins in a row. you got the Eagles coming up. You're going into the holiday schedule. And um, yes. it just makes it just the cloud over the organization, especially it's also holiday time, so that makes it for yeah. a nicer situation. It's just, um, you know what, all of a sudden – this Eagles game is not just another game. It's not, as people want to say, meaningless. No, no, there's a lot of meaning to, to this game.
2: There really is, and that's not just about the history and tradition behind the game, but this is an opportunity for the Giants to, number one, continue with leading the series between the Eagles and the Giants because right now it's 83-82-1, and one, so this is an opportunity for this Giants football team to keep that but also just to keep building on momentum one game at a time and with the way that the division is going with the injury to Alex Smith you really don't know what can happen as long as you continue to take it one game at a time and see how it plays out in the long run amen to that
0: you know and I'll say to you screw the 82 and 81 as you say it's in particular. And, and you know what? I remember our buddy Dylan from from uh, where was from Canton, New York. Okay. He, and, and, and I think he was talking with maybe it was you and me that time. He was talking about the schedule. You know, Russ, I was looking over the schedule going into the second half of the season, and he was figuring out what what could happen if it played out. Giants' schedule, their schedule. about draft picks? And, and, and now, everything. but yeah, but I no, no, but now. but now all of a sudden, now there's, there's two wins in a row, and Alex Smith goes down. And if Dallas wins tomorrow and beats the Redskins and the, the Giants go ahead and beat it, which is all ifs, and ifs and buts were candies and nuts, they yep, say every yep, day yep. be Christmas. But if that happened, then the Giants are a grand total of two games behind first place with what it would be with five games, five to play. games left, and to play. you're, you're playing the Cowboys again, you're playing the Redskins yep. again. Cuckoo things have happened, crazy things have happened. I know,
2: and that's the the thing that you continue to preach, and that they continue to talk about that you really don't know how things were going to play out. And we said we know that the wildcard team is not coming from the NFC East, but with this division continuing week in and week out up for grabs, and nobody taking a clear reins of it. You know, it really just continues to bode in that you truly number one don't know what can happen. Number two, we've seen it happen where a team that was under 500 won the division to go on the road and beat a playoff team. Think about the 7 and 9 New Orleans Saints that went to Seattle. That was a big momentum game that they didn't give New Orleans an opportunity in that game, but sure enough, they squeaked in. They got in at the 7 and 9. And they made a quick run for it, and that's something that you think about, and that's all you ask for. It's just the opportunity, because from that point on, it doesn't matter about the regular season. It's just what takes place in that game.
0: You know, somebody said to me uh, the other day. You know, Russ, wouldn't it suck though if the Giants win out, they go nine and seven, and don't get into the playoffs? And I went like this: Let me tell you something, and, and I meant it seriously. I said, if they go nine and seven nothing sucks. No. I don't care if they get in or not. If they go 9-7, and seven, quite frankly, if they ended up 8-8 eight and eight after a 1-7 and seven start, you'd be talking about, you know what, this was positively a big positive season. You took major steps forward. You won X amount of games more than you did last season, which you only won three. And not only that, the team showed courage. Yeah. and gallant effort and fight. in the, in the fa- and fight in the face of severe adversity not just from opponents but from media and fans and everything else and rebound and and that certainly has been a learning process so to me it's like Michael Thomas said after the game you know everybody was talking about you know and they keep asking Odell the same question about you know well uh, it's now what you want to and and you you no, Odell did not say we're winning all eight. Odell said, in answer to the question was, what's your goal? What do you hope to accomplish this second half? And his answer was, we we'll hope to win all eight games. Why can't we? Yeah, he yeah. said,
2: why? Why can't we? You line up and you play. And three weeks ago, people were laughing. And now two are rattled off. They're like, oh, well, maybe there was something yeah, to it. Yeah. And that's something as a competitor, as an athlete, and as a football team, you always – Are competitive you always have the eye on the prize of what's the whole point of going out there and playing on Sundays to win football games so for this football team to stick together through the tough times to where all the talk was about everything taking place off of the field and then on the field and now for them to just come off of this by stick together as a group build together and continue to make progress week in and week out That's all you can ask for from a football team. And look what happened. Now all of a sudden they're starting to slowly dig themselves out of it, and there's still the opportunity sitting in front of them as long as they go one game at a time and make the corrections necessary from first game to the next to the next in order to get what they want. This particular game
0: coming up, though, I mean, you could say that. This is it. See, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, this you, is you, it. you can say that about all the games. And like I said yesterday, I think I said yesterday, before you win four in a row, you have to win three in a row. Okay, you you can't be looking ahead. And, and Michael Thomas at his locker said after the game. I, I I got sidetracked for a second. Michael Thomas said, every game is a one-game season. Yeah. that's how you have to take it. But this particular game, if you do this. Uh, like I did the mathematics before, but more important than that, it allows the Giants to continue to roll with some momentum, and it also allows you to continue to look at the schedule and, and to look at the standings because then it keeps improving. If they take a step back, then they didn't gain any ground. And they will have lost ground to, to the... Uh, listen, if they win Sunday, then they're tied with the yeah. Eagles. So, you know, it, it, it makes for a very interesting situation, and, and the atmosphere is certainly very good in the locker
2: room. No question. Obviously, you see the energy, you see the excitement, you see the camaraderie of the football team sticking together. And the one thing I would say is if I was in that locker room and I was one of the veterans going down to Philadelphia right now, you have a chance to get revenge from that Thursday night game that was completely one-sided to where they came in and they punched you in the mouth and took over from the first play till the last. Yeah. This is an opportunity for you to strike back at a team that's going in the opposite direction that you are that are looking for answers that if you do that and start fast and start putting some doubt in their mind, that's what's going to build the momentum and confidence in your football team that you need to win in a place like Philadelphia. And you know We talked about this last week, and, and I'll bring it up again in regards to where the Philadelphia Eagles are currently. This team, when you're watching film on them, and when you go back to the Saints game, it reminds me a lot of the second half of Carson Wentz's rookie season. He started to get things on film. He started to struggle, and with the injuries on the offensive line and a lack of a running game, it forced more things into his hand that he wasn't capable of trying to do it all by himself the following year they come back they make sure that they have depth on the offensive line they go get legarre blunt they go get trade for jay ajahi and so they don't have that type of ending that they had the year before now with the injuries not only on the offensive side of the ball but on the defensive side of the ball especially at the corner position this is a time that you can get after this football team right from the get-go and put doubt in their mind based upon the way that you're playing and the confidence that you can build. You mentioned depth at the
0: offensive line position and and at different positions. Uh, Before I open up the phone lines, I haven't had the chance to speak to this former, uh, not only a former two-time Super Bowl champ, but a former offensive lineman. I shouldn't say former because once you're an O-lineman, you're always an O-lineman, but you and I haven't had a chance to chat about JB, number 78, Jamon, Jamon Brown. From what I've gathered, you know, to see, this guy is a major, major improvement. Uh, He's helped immensely on that offensive line. You know, sometimes you look at, you say, well, they got this guy on waivers. If he's so good, why was he on waivers? He was in a situation where uh, he he was suspended for two games.
2: He wasn't playing in in Los Angeles. He wasn't
0: playing, and and the kid who, who was put in, was doing well. And he's still, yeah, he's and playing he's well. cheaper. So he became expendable. And there were a lot of other teams. There, there was not just the Giants. No, there was a lot of teams looking for him. Uh, but to me, he looks like he's, I, I don't want to say completely solidified it, but you know what? Stabilized it, if, if anything else. Your
2: judgment on what you've seen in a couple of games. Uh, he's then? definitely brought a change to the offensive line. And you can see that there is, now through two games... There's a clear mesh and communication where him and Pulley are working on double teams together, but also the communication between Jamon Brown and Wheeler, the right tackle. You could see that things are moving in a positive direction. He's came in with enthusiasm. He's come in with energy, which is tough when you turn around quickly, go from one team to the other, and basically in less than five days, he was starting for the opposite team. So there were some things in the first game in regards to communication, the mental stuff, that didn't show up in this football game. And one of the great signs that I saw out of him in this last game was his energy, his passion, and his love for the game. Because when you have a big run and your running back storms through like Saquon did, you want to get down there and you want to rally around him. Jamon Brown was the first guy to get down there and pick him up in that big run. And that says a lot about him and where he's at right now. And that energy is infectious, and something that you see amongst the offensive line altogether is how much better they're running the football, being able to move people at the point of the attack, making sure that they're doing more things where they're able to win those one-on-one blocks that they need to, and the results are shown. All right,
0: 201-939-4513 is the number. Before we say hello to uh, somebody on the phone, we want to remind all of you folks that Big Blue Kickoff Live here is presented to you by Coors Light. So download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself Amazing Giants prizes throughout this 2018 season. Let's now open up those phone lines again at 201-939-4513. Let's go to Alamucci and speak with Chris. Hello, Chris. You're on with Russ and Dave today. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Russ and Dave. Happy Thanksgiving to both you guys and your family. Same to you and yours, Chris. What's up, buddy?
3: All right. So, I, you know, and and David and and uh, Rush, you both touched upon it with Jamon Brown. If I had to, you know, uh, give you a few names for mid-season acquisitions, which you know during the season you always hear it's hard to find players because they'd be they'd be on a practice squad or they'd already be, uh, you know, they'd already be on a team. But the uh, the uh, you know acquisition of Jamon Brown, obviously, but also Penny the fullback. I've seen him played really well. He. He's pretty good out of the backfield and also uh, has been making some good blocks when he's been in the game and also with our return game. I think it's, you know, jumping around at different teams, but Corey Coleman seems like he he may have found a home with the Giants. I I love the way he he just takes the ball and hits the hole on those kickoffs and and is not dancing around. And uh, Quadri Henderson, I mean, he hasn't had too many returns, but what we've seen is uh, a little bit of a spark there. So, uh, you know, I think those four acquisitions have definitely mid-season uh, definitely proven to uh, already pay some dividends
0: well uh, Chris thanks for the call buddy I don't think anybody okay. I don't think anybody can argue Dave with the four names he mentioned no not I at mean, all. Coleman and Henderson ha- have just added a jolt of adrenaline and that listen we were talking to a we blue in the face about the lack of anything from from the um, special teams would yeah with the except well you know in fairness both kickers have having fine seasons uh, Rojas yep. and um, um, Riley Dixon, yeah, Riley Dixon, y- y- Ponta. But I mean, uh, as he said, Coleman and Henderson have really this you
2: know, it's been an adrenaline rush, it is. To. And think about the field position that we've been able to get off of special teams, that's something that was lacking in the beginning. So, Chris brings up a great point, and the thing about Penny that you love is is it took him a little bit of time because as a fullback not only are you blocking but you know in this system you need to catch the football out of the backfield as well and now since he has this offense down you can see with penny at fullback ellison at the tight end position with ingram back healthy and them running more out of eli under center what it's truly done to this offense, not only with just running the football, but in the play-action passing game by getting those linebackers and safeties to take that one step up to open up clear lanes down the seams. Yep. Steve in Cornwall. Steve, you're on with Russ and Dave.
0: How are you, my friend?
4: I'm doing fantastic, fellas. It's good to have two wins in a row. How do you feel?
0: Oh, okay. Nobody's going to – as Dave likes to say – Vitamin W clears a lot of things, and we've had a nice little bit of vitamin W the last couple of weeks. Let's hope the Giants get it for a Thanksgiving feast.
4: That, was, that, that is what uh, I'm excited about. You know, I was calling to to talk about Dave Gettleman and, you know, this job he's done so far. And, and I want you guys to kind of correct me if you think I'm mistaken at all. Um I hear a lot of people talking about he missed on Nate Solder and, you know, Mame uh, is now not with the team. and You know, I'm like, the guy is, like, getting crucified for some things that I just feel like are unnecessary. Like, like he went out and got the best left tackle that was available. He went out, and now, now how that pans out is kind of his hands. He just did, as a general manager, he kind of did the best he could with what was available. Well, Steve,
0: Steve, like, Steve may I interject for a second. Let's just go with your first topic, and then you know we'll let you continue on. But I, you, you, we have the advantage of having a, a former offensive lineman here, or an offensive lineman here, <laughs> Nate Solder. Yeah. From what I'm hearing yeah. from different people, football people, they're saying, you know what, Nate Solder, and you tell you clarify this nate soldier isn't doing anything different playing any differently than he had played with the patriots the difference at least the first half of the season was you know he'd be he played his position the way it was but brady was allowed to step up in the pocket when he was with the patriots Eli, the first half of the season, couldn't step up in the pocket because there was no room. There was
2: pressure. To, to, there yeah. was
0: pressure up there. Now you've seen a, a stabilization, as I said, with Jamon Brown back there and, and, and Pulley at center, and all of a sudden there is room to step up. So you also have the the running game and the play action. Is is that a fair assessment of uh, I would definitely
2: say that, and, and you also have to understand that you know, you're know, you going to a new offense, you're still learning on the fly as well. And one of the things that you're conscious of is that you have a rookie starting in the NFL for the first time in his career. Next to you. Right next to you. And there's a lot of things that go on your plate as the tackle that you need to help communicate all the way down. And I'm not giving any absorption or any absorption to any of the things that took place in the first half, but when you add those on top of the fact that you're not running the football successfully. You have pressure in the A and B gaps. You're learning all of these new things. It's not going to bode well for you. But the thing that you love about him and about the group is that he is consistently getting better as the season progresses. You see him communicate much more, not only to the tackles and to the guards, but to the tight end, than motions or whether he's over there next to him. And he's playing better football. So we all know that it was difficult to see the beginning of this half. And every position, you can go back and forth based upon yeah, sure. how they played in the beginning. But the key thing is, is how is he going to finish out the rest of this season? And where are they moving forward as an offense? And that's what they're doing together as a group. They all have things that they need to improve on. But what are they doing? They're making progress in the right direction. And they're winning football games based upon winning the line of scrimmage. What else do you have, Steve? So with that being
4: said, and I, I, I love that. I love that. What you guys have said. And I was thinking about his, um, you know, where I think he separated himself as far as Jerry Reese goes is his Italian evaluation from the draft seems to be from what the first crop of people he's brought in so far seems like you can really trust his eye for talent. And, you know, he's also done in-season moves that I just don't think Jerry Reese would have ever done. Benching Eric Flowers, uh, getting rid of Eric Flowers, and even getting rid of a guy that he brought in. Sometimes it's it's hard to say you messed up. Boilemme well, wasn't the best character. You know what? He's gone. He's not with the team anymore. And I think if it was Jerry Reese's squad, he would still be on the team somewhere. Well, you, you know, he, and, but you know what, Steve? Let's
0: let. I mean, Jer, Jerry's gone. There were two Super Bowls under his guidance,
2: you know. We don't even need to talk about it. Yeah, we don't him. Need, we to talk need to about talk about Dave Gettleman because of forward. the uh, exactly. And, and you're right in regards to him and his evaluation. I said this in the previous weeks. You know, he was the head scout that wrote up my draft prospect review and everything for me coming out of Illinois, and he was one of the first scouts that I met when I became a New York Giant that vouched for me with Jim McNally and Ernie McCorsey. So there was always that connection with me to him. But you're 100% in what you're saying because what did he say? We are going to continue to move forward and do whatever we need to win football games and to build this into the best roster that we can. Everybody is going to be on call based upon their performance. And the fact that he went out and did that instead of holding on just to try to save face when you analyze there's a problem, fix it. Move forward, and that's what they did. And you, you have to have the utmost respect for that. Yeah. Anything else, and, Steve? And
4: just real quick, I didn't want to make the
2: Jerry Reese. Oh, no, you're good, man. Uh, no, 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 away. that's fine. I just I'm just saying, let's it can not. Be any yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly.
4: But, all right. That's it. I just wanted to give him credit for it. That's all. Oh, awesome. You got it, Steve. Thanks, Thanks for very the much. Call.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, my Thanks. friend. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Thank to- Two zero one nine three nine four five one three 4513 is the number. Let's now go to the
1: Poconos and check in with Dan. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys. I've never spoken to you. I, I do call in once in a while, but I've never had the pleasure of talking to you two guys.
0: All right. Thanks, yep. th- th- um, thanks for being on board. Yep. What's up?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, I've met, my wife and I are season ticket holders for many years, and i um, if I could just tell you a quick story. I met, actually met Mr. Deal there. Um, it was the last game of the season that, that we went. Now I'm being, not going to get corrected. When we went 11-6. and six, And um, it was our last home game against Detroit Lions. And we won that game. And it was a nasty game. It was in the last home game in December. And uh, my, my seats are right behind. Uh, well, not right behind, but behind the Giants bench on that side, 111A. And it was halftime. And I was walking towards, you know, probably going to the bathroom or something. And I thought I had to rub my eyes. I thought I was seeing things. I see this David Deal walking. He was doing like a mile a minute. He was was motoring. He was moving. And I was off to the side, and there was nobody around you, David. And I just said, I thought I was imagining it or something. And I said, David Deal. And you, like, stopped in your tracks. You looked at me because you probably thought I was somebody for a second, you know. And then I said, oh, and he looked at me. I said, oh, I'm a big fan. And you shook my hand. And then you went on your way, and it was just a pleasure that you actually stopped and spoke to me real quick. And I could tell you were you were on a hurry somewhere. So all right, anyway,
0: Dan, let me ask you this question. So you're saying that you ran into David uh, on I just looked it up on December 18th because they beat the Lions by the score of 17 to six. Okay. Oh, I was even going to guess the score. All right. right. So now game. now I'm going to ask you a question. Sure thing. You're a Giants fan. What is the oh, significance God. of that date and that victory on December 18th, oh,
1: 2016? Oh. You can't get that easy one past me, that was You already had brought this up. Yeah. That's when we had won the last two games in a row at home. That's <laughs> what I brought up yesterday. That was the last time they won yeah. two games
0: in a row. You're right. There you go. So now I know you're, yeah. now I know you're a fan because you were listening when I brought that up. I, who did I bring it up to? I think I brought it up to Paulie Dots.
2: How funny. What else you
0: got, yeah. Danny? What else you got, buddy? Absolutely. I appreciate that, and, though, Dan.
1: Oh, you're welcome, sir. And I'll tell you, Russ, you know, I was, uh, to be honest with you real quick, last year was kind of, you know, your, your rookie season on, uh, on this show, even though you've been on the New York sports team forever. I grew up, I was, right. even though I'm in the Poconos, I was like, born and raised in the city. Right. And, you know, I'm very used to hearing your voice. Uh, but thanks so much for pointing out ESPN and how they're just always getting on. I don't want to go on it again, but how, the, you know, getting on Eli and it's, that whole. That, no, that's no, it, it, guy li- li- and,
0: listen, uh, I don't spend a lot of time, Dan, you know, uh, criticizing you know, other people in the business but what they have done in particular that yeah. monday night crew what they did mm-hmm. we're talking about eli it would, to me yeah. was absolutely disgraceful dave i i mean i i was
1: absolutely. never so pissed yeah. off
0: in my life you know booger mcfarlane yeah. shut up well yeah. i i mean oh, oh
1: my god yeah yep no you're right <laughs> and, 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 and,
0: but you know what it looks good on them because they're getting beaten up now, so and they deserve good. it because uh, they're having their own problems. Thanks for the call, Dave. A happy Thanksgiving. Wait, wait. But, yep, go wait, ahead. Oh. Go ahead.
1: Wait, hold on. You still there? Yeah, go yeah, hand, buddy. It was so funny. Paul was like, no, I don't want to call anybody out. And you said, oh, I'll do it for you. That guy's guy, <laughs> the guy, like, I love Russ, man. Yeah. Give it to him. All, All right, buddy.
0: <laughs> okay, Danny. Thank, so, thanks. I'm
1: so tired of hearing the people, uh, you know, questioning Eli. How many times does that man have to prove himself to tell, let these fans know that you give the guy a couple of seconds for crying out loud, and look what he'll do, right? Dan, Thanks, let's just guys. say
2: this. That is the same exact entire crew throughout 07 and 11 that did not pick us a single time to win a playoff game. That, so there you yes, go. Sir,
1: you guys have a great holiday. You too, you my too man. Danny.
2: Happy and
0: healthy to you and yours, my friend. Thank you very much. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Want to remind everybody once again that Big Blue Kickoff Live here is presented to you by Coors Light. So download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout this 2018 season. Poconos. Well, let's stick with um, stick in Pennsylvania and check in with Guy. Guy, how are you, my friend? What's up?
5: Hello. This is Guy from Central Pennsylvania. Okay. First time, first time caller.
0: Welcome aboard. And
5: I, I have uh, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I have a little different perspective on some of this stuff. Go
2: ahead, Debbie. Last
5: year we had a running back by the name of Orleans Darqua. Right. Okay. Is he still in the league this year?
2: I do not know. Not sure.
5: Okay. So he wasn't a, a like a, gr- a great running back. Go ahead. He was like a journeyman running back at best. Well, uh, no,
0: I, I wouldn't say that, but whatever. I was, thought he was his... pretty
5: good, but, but evidently you got, no one else did because he's gone. No, no, he, no, but, hold
0: on a second. Well, you, you know, they, they drafted a guy who's a pretty good running back at number right. two, you know, second pick yeah, overall. I, agree, I, I appreciate
5: Not it. I to appreciate mention it, the he other thing is. for 4.4 yards a carry last year.
2: And how many games Behind has he guys, missed as in this guy? Behind guy, guys
5: like Fluker, Bobby Hart, Brett Jones. Flowers, John Jerry,
2: guy, but guy he couldn't year, stay healthy. Guy, year,
5: we couldn't run the ball, and I, I just, it, it just was hard for me to get a grasp on how we could add the two best players in the in NFL football, Beckham, and and the running back oh. Barkley, and not and struggle. It just, it just seems like somebody <laughs> missed something. No, no,
0: guy, I, it, it sounds to me, my friend. And thanks for the call, but it sounds like you missed something. And what you missed is what everybody's been talking about for the first, at least the first half of the season, (laughs) to add nauseum, the offensive. You ought to call Charlie in Portland, Maine, and speak with him about the offensive line. I mean, really. Uh, uh, I mean, listen, Orleans Darkwater was a nice kid and and a good running back. Dave, you you brought it up very well, and we I forgot. He couldn't stay healthy. He could stay healthy was number one and number two. You just got Saquon Barkley, <laughs> and, and, and you, you're worried. You can't figure out why Barkley and, and Odell were having problems getting the ball. It's because Eli was being knocked on his ass. He's still been sacked like 35 or 36 times.
2: And they were all learning an offense and playing together at the same time in a new system, which doesn't happen seamlessly. I don't want to go back into the whole thing in the beginning of what took place. No, Let's, no, but but
0: really, I, yeah. I, I mean, to, to to bring that up, it, it, it's, I mean, guy, that's kind of silly. It has no bearing you know, on mean, anything it, anymore. It, really, I, I mean, I tell you what, you could knock me over with a feather if I thought I was going to get an Orleans dark walk. All day. Yeah,
2: I was too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you know, really, that that's uh, that one that it's
2: one that takes uh takes the cake but and we're I, not we're not taking anything away from him as a football no, player not at all not at all but we're we're comparing Orleans Darkwood to Saquon Barkley right now that's insane right <laughs> I, I, yeah that's yeah. insane's the
0: word yes yeah I man i tell you what i interesting yeah that that was an interesting one that was an interesting one i mean you know it's it just is uh it is what it is but l- listen this offense it just goes to show you, you know what, really, when you see the last couple of games for the Giants, it's its a validation about why football is far and away, you don't have to be a football fan to know this, football is far and away the most team-oriented sport oh, yeah. of all the sports. No question. I, I mean, baseball is not that way. Well, And I'm not talking about it's not team sports. You, you know, you don't root for each other. But baseball's a pitcher. You, you, you're throwing the ball by yourself. A guy is in the batter's box by himself. He, a guy is fielding the ball by himself. Basketball, Basketball, you could have one player that can
2: win a game for you. Certainly yeah. one
0: player, one great player. Maybe he can't win it all for you, but he can dominate everything for you and, and, and take control. And hockey, not as easy, but one player can dominate. Football, no. I mean... And you've seen it this season with the
2: Giants. Ten guys do their job, one doesn't. You're screwed. You're done. You're done. You're done. If you're not keeping the quarterback upright, keeping
0: them protect, giving him protection, and also with the running back. I mean, the run blo- run blocking the first half, they didn't have it. They had a great running back without a running game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Too many negative plays, too many times trying to fight the chains. It added up to it. I, I You know, that... The other thing that you
0: and I had spoken about before, uh, we're talking about the run blocking, but also because the offensive line has improved, Saquon has confidence in that offensive line. Oh, yeah. So now he's not, when he sees that, or he's just going to burst for the four or five yards as opposed to, oh, no, this is close. Because you don't have the confidence in that split second, so you're going to try and do something else which results in a negative yard loss. This
2: Tampa Bay game is the game that I've seen him run without the slightest amount of hesitation. His first step, getting downhill, acceleration through the hole. This is the grittiest and toughest, I think, this last game he ran.
0: He's explained, I don't, I don't know if you saw that, and he clarified it on Monday. Cause getting downhill his first step quicker. It, yep. You know, talk about the mesh. It, it wasn't. Ju- he wasn't just talking about mesh and chemistry. He was talking about take it from from the moment he takes the handoff to to hitting the hole yeah
2: to hitting the hole because the time that that hole is open in the nfl compared to college is very slim and you have to run through an arm tackle and for him now like i said not only for him to speed up that first step but the fact that they're having success running out of underneath center with either 11 personnel one tight end one running back however they've been doing it when he can accelerate and get downhill quick and it allows the offensive linemen to get on their double teams quicker, that's where you're seeing the movement and them getting up to the second level to give him those seams. And, you know, we've talked at nauseam about it, especially for me as a former offensive lineman. When you have a talented back like this, all you have to do is stay square and give him a two-way go. And he'll do the rest. And that's something that they're doing, and he's running confident and believes in the guys up front. So let me ask you this. You you just made a point. You know it's different from the college and the pros.
0: Like you know, for example, for running back. How about the difference for an offensive lineman? Y- you know, you hear the game. You know, the NFL is so much faster than the college. Oh, game. it is. No, I. course yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. but but for an offensive lineman, how how long, how difficult is it to adjust? And do you sense the speed of the game when you're learning the offensive line position, wherever that might be? I mean,
2: it's definitely much quicker and so much faster, and the precision of it is the big difference. In college, you could possibly see something a split second late and still be able to either recover individually or get something out to help off the offensive lineman next to you, whether it's a blitz or what be it. You don't have that now. The minute that you're late, it's over, and you're never going to catch up to it. So that's a big thing, just your knowledge and your preparation and your pre-snap recognition of what's taking place on the football field is definitely the biggest game-changer just because of how precise defenses are on either on movement or blitzing or stunts up front. That is something that you cannot duplicate in college.
0: Not at all. Huh? Not at all. It's interesting. 201 939 one three is the number. Let's go to Somerville, New Jersey. Check in with Joe. Hello, Joe. You're on with Russ and Dave.
6: Hi Russ. Hi Dave. How's it going? How Good. you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Same Happy to Thanksgiving. You, my All right, long time listener, first time caller. I don't really have a question to start with. Just uh just a comment on the season right now. Go ahead. I right, I just want to mention the fact that um first time we played the Eagles, we got smacked around pretty Pretty bad, and uh, they kind of stuck a fork in us right there. Uh, everybody did with Eli and the line. It was a lost hope. We're gonna have to rebuild again, draft a new QB. But now we're playing Eagles a few weeks later, and they're saying if we win, you know, this is the start of a run. We can kind of make a break towards the postseason. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy that the football season is actually that long. And just your thoughts and comments on that.
2: I. That's what we were talking about earlier. It's. Uh, yeah. You know, this is an opportunity to get revenge from that Thursday night game that was not only a headache for all Giants fans, but a headache for the football team and the organization based upon knowing that you're going up against a division rival who is the defending Super Bowl champs and not playing anywhere near the way that you're capable of. So you're 100% correct, and this is a game that the Giants can go down there not only to continue to build momentum, but to build confidence in what they're doing and continue to excel moving forward because like we were talking about, you truly do not know what can take place and what can happen throughout the rest of the season if you take care of business one game at a time. What don't you have, my friend?
6: Oh, that, no, that was it. I just wanted to call in and mention that because it's a it really pissed me off how everybody wrote off everybody and everybody was talking shit smack about you oh. and Everyone around there. Yeah, Sorry,
2: no man. I no, it's all right. Joe question well, well since you're on here about the Eagles, what do you think the key to winning this football game is?
6: Oh, the trenches, hundred percent.
2: I, I would say that's that's,
6: a, that's that's where we got down the last time. I mean, I, I remember it, like it was yesterday those stunts up front with Fletcher Cox,
2: yeah
6: roughing up the interior line pretty good and with Jamon Brown, you know, you hate to say that one person you know, you can never say one person makes a team, but what he's been able to do what the offensive line has been able to do since He's came in. It's uh, it's crazy that they actually turned it around that
0: fast. I I, I it's, don't it's, think it's exciting. Uh, yeah, Joe. I I and, and certainly Dave here. I don't think there's any doubt that the um, what we've been talking about a much improved offensive line. That offen- Listen, the Eagles have their problems now, certainly in the secondary, but that front is a pretty <laughs> absolutely exactly. front.
6: Exactly. So if we give you, like, you know, the four or five seconds, he he should be able to expose those inexperienced players back there.
2: The, the two so players I'm just, I'm just for really the Eagles. Excited. Go ahead, Joe.
6: It's just really cool that uh, halfway through the year, I was really I wasn't even excited for Sundays. Now, you know, even at three at seven at the, towards the end of the year, I'm actually excited to sit down and watch the game. So
0: I, I just, c- c- couldn't agree. You know what's kind of funny? You, you talk about the first half of the season. You, you know, you look at you, you look at your schedule. Okay. You're looking at your schedule, and where, where the heck is it? Okay, so the last game of the season is a 1 o'clock game on the schedule. Dallas at home. Dallas at home. Yep. You know yep. what? Everybody was thinking when you looked at this game, Ah, eh, it's a nothing game. Let me tell you something. Even if the Giants – are not mathematically in it on the last game of the season. That game could get flexed to a night game.
2: Yes, it could I'm because right. Dallas may need to you, you, win you, to make the playoffs. And, you know no. and And let me let, let me
5: let me
2: let me tell you
0: something. Even if the Giants are out of it and Dallas is in, that place is going
2: to be rocking oh, the last yeah. game of the season, right? Yeah. I mean, people will be
0: pumped up for
2: that game. No question. Yeah, you're yeah. A hun- you're right, Joe. And the thing that I'll go back to Joe, the, the great call because the one player on defense for the Eagles, I was going to say, is Fletcher Cox. And the player for the Eagles offense, Zach Ertz. We know that tight ends oh, and yeah. this tight end especially has truly hurt us in football games. They've got to find a way to minimize er- his effectiveness. Er- effectiveness Ertz. In his, yeah. Yes. yeah.
6: I agree 100%, especially about uh, what Kittle was able to do a few weeks ago. So yep. He's definitely on our radars. and. I agree. That's another
2: good point right there. So, yeah. Awesome, Joe. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy.
6: Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one, guys. Thanks you to you too, call.
0: Joe. Thank you very much. I. I but am I right? Yeah. I, you look at that thing you said. So all of a sudden, you look at the schedule and say, hmm, this makes for something. It's a little business. bit more intriguing now, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Think about it. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you know, uh, you, listen, Coach Pat Shermer said after the game on, on uh, Sunday, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? You look at the schedule, and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. Every What could go wrong for the Giants the first half of the season did go wrong. Well, now other things are going wrong. I, I'll tell you, and I never wish ever somebody getting hurt, in particular hurt the way Alex Smith oh, got hurt. Awful. That, it, but that's a killer for them. But th- that's just an awful – It is. Say, it's awful.
2: It's hey, a, you don't wish that upon anybody, especially – You know, one of the really good guys in the NFL. I don't know if anybody out there has ever met Alex Smith. He is an unbelievable person, great guy to talk to, loves the game of football. And, you know, you just hope that he can come back healthy and in one piece and get back to playing football. And that's the one thing you pray for. But, you know, that's part of the game, though, is getting injured and and injuries take place. And for the Washington Redskins, I thought it was a telling point that after this last game, even though they lost – Colt McCoy going around to his teammates saying, You can trust in me as your quarterback for here moving forward.
0: Well, that says a lot about him as a player. Well, it, it also tells you a little bit something. I mean, whether he, they, whether he proves that they could count on him, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. But it also tells you a little bit about some leadership that yeah, this guy has.
2: Absolutely. A lot of character. You know,
0: de- definitely. What do you say? We go down to Florida now, check in with Robert. Hello, Robert. How you doing today? You're on with Russ and Dave.
7: Hey, Russ and Dave, how are you guys doing today? Great. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy, happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Appreciate that. I just wanted to make a, a couple quick points. The first point I wanted to bring up, um, I was listening to the podcast from yesterday's uh, Big Blue Live, and <clears throat> I think like people are underplaying the defensive turnovers that we're capitalizing on. A lot of people are trying to focus in on how uh, the defense didn't make plays on a couple of interceptions in that forced fumble in the in the red zone. But we need to appreciate what we weren't doing in the first half of the season is we had four interceptions capitalized when it did need to happen, and we made plays that we weren't making in the first half of the season that we are seeing more now in the, uh, the latter half of the season. And uh, my second point that I wanted to bring up was uh, I know we've been talking about how our linebackers aren't that great in the pass coverage. And saying that we, this is all like theoretical, say that we keep playing well, keep winning games, and our draft position moves further away from being in the top end of the draft, and we obviously don't go end up going the route of a quarterback. And our first pick, or maybe even second pick if we get a good enough spot up there, What's your guys' opinion on uh, Michigan linebacker Devin Bush? I think he's pretty good with pass coverage. Also, he can get up there and make plays in the backfield and stop the run. So I just want to see what you guys thought about him.
0: I don't know much about him, so I'll I'll defer. I was
2: going to go back, to first of all, to go to the first question and the first thing that he talked about. Robert, you're 100% correct on that because the defense is creating the takeaways that they have. That's something that they weren't doing in the beginning of the season. And one of the great reasons is the why are they creating those takeaways. It's not just an understanding of the scheme, but what do you see the Giants defense doing? Flying to the football. When you run to the football and when you fly to the football, every defensive coordinator and every defensive coach says good things happen. And when you look at some of those interceptions, the tips, the being able to get the tip drill and catch those – there's a reason, because guys were in place because they were swarming to the ball, and that's something that you want to see out of the football team, and that's something that they're going to need to do in this game because you know Carson Wentz in each and every one of these games. He throws one out there, and it's up to the Giants, just like this last one in, in the game in San Francisco. When they put it out there, you've got to come away with the takeaway. You can't have a, a what it could have should have. You need to capitalize on those when they're given to you. you talk about tips. I mean, there were a whole lot of tip drills
0: in that game. I mean, if you watch that game, then you're saying to yourself, now I understand why they concentrate so much in practice on tip drills because that was coming in, that
2: came into play like, I, three four five times exactly and that's something that you love to see because you're taking practice to the game field and and it's bringing in energy and passion to that side of the defense and to go back to the linebacker position that's definitely an area that when you move from a four three to a three four like they have you have to have a lot of linebackers and you've got to have versatile linebackers that all do different things so uh, who knows where it'll be in the draft but they're definitely going to draft a linebacker
0: You you know, Robert, you you know, when you talk about defensive uh, turnovers, you know, it's like in baseball. You hear them, you you know, the phrase is, oh, those bases on balls. Well, you hear head coaches always say, oh, those turnovers. And that's when the game gets simple. If you give the ball away, that bites you on the rear end. Uh, uh, Conversely, if you don't get turnovers, that also hurts too. And, And Sherman was saying the same thing. We need to get turnovers. We're not giving them, giving a the ball up. We need to get turnovers. And they got them. Yeah, they sure did. Oh, yeah.
7: I definitely agree on that, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to answer the questions for me.
0: All right, Robert. You have a happy and healthy uh, Thanksgiving down in, in Florida. It, it's Thank uh, you. Same to you. Sa- same here. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's... I'm still thinking about the Orleans Darkwa. <laughs> Man, I, I never you got yeah, Saquon. You got, you got Saquon Barkley rushing for 27 to, 27 carries, 142 yards, and you're talking about Orleans Darkwa. I, I don't and, and he says I don't get it what I was watching. I don't I don't know either.
2: That's a strange guy. No yeah. pun intended cuz yeah. his
0: name was Guy, but
2: uh, No, but this is I mean this is an exciting game to look forward to yeah, it on is, Sunday. It, it, it's just, it, it, it really is. You know,
0: and and it's it happens to be an away game. You know, not far away. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sitting, gonna be have my oh, papers yeah. out in front of me, my pads, and watching that game. It, it's just uh, n- nobody three weeks ago had any idea we we'd be pumped up about this football game. But there's what to be pumped up about. I'm. I'm very, very excited about it. I, 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 you know what? You hear it from the fans. S- some of the media people are begrudgingly. You know, even some of them <laughs> still they don't want to give Eli the credit. You know what? What, what? I saw, I read someplace this week. Eli was called the unsung hero, the unsung hero, in Sunday's game. Seventeen for eighteen, <laughs> two TDs, two hundred thirty-one yards. How was that unsung? Unsung. Yeah unsung what my, really hello you know I, i'll tell you what talking about eli i sat down with eli before we got on the air here um because of you know starting to prepare our gather our stuff for our uh channel five you know pregame show okay. so eli was my feature okay this week and, and sitting down with them. And, by the way, folks, if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Channel 5 on Saturday at noon. A little plug here. And again at (laughs) 5.30 on Channel 9, same day, Saturday. But you want to know something? Uh, I asked Eli. The guy's the best. He just – they don't come like him. You know, and I asked him, like, if he's playing, if he feels like the rest of the season, you feel like you're playing for your life in a Giants uniform. He says, no, I'm playing for my teammates. That's him. I'm playing for my teammates. I I ask him, and I mean this. Yeah. Of, I said, forgetting, you know, I'm in this business 35 years. I know you, Eli, for 15. Forget forget about being an athlete. And I mean this, Dave. He is beyond, a shadow of a doubt, the most even-keeled person that I have ever met. And... I said to him, well, how do you stay that way, especially, and I used the term, with all the crap and criticism that's come your way this season, he says, you know, my father just told me, you know, back in high school, just be yourself. Yeah. I, I don't want to be something that I'm
2: not. I mean, that, and, that's, and that's what he is, and that's who he is, and that's why, you know, people are like, oh, he's never screaming and yelling, but that's not him, that's not who he is. So if he turned into that person, you can see through it because it's not genuinely who that person is. And that's not... who his brother is. That's not him, and that's perfectly fine because he's able to adapt and adjust and talk and relate to players on a different level. And the best thing about him is, at the end of the day, it's about the team, and it always has been about the team. And it's about winning football games, and that's all he cares about. He doesn't care who gets the credit. He doesn't care who gets the fame or the stats from it. If there's a W at the end of it, He's happy, and that's all he wants. And really, you
0: want everybody on your team to feel that way. But listen, he, he's, he's a big boy. He knows how to handle it. Uh, I, I don't know of anybody who's handled criticism in this town better than Eli Manning. And, no. and now he's standing tall. And I'll say this right now. If you're asking <laughs> me, gun to my head, in particular, if he keeps playing like this, gun to my head right today on the 21st day of uh uh November 2018 I think it's September 2000 and uh 19 number 10 Eli Manning will be your starting quarterback for your New York Football Giants.
2: I was asked this last week well, what are the odds do I think that Eli will be back and I said about 40 maybe 45% of people looked at me like I was crazy. I said number one if he can continue to play the way that he's doing And you see how the system works now. Number one, it gives you a positive outlook on things. And then number two, regardless, next year they're going to get a quarterback and free agency or in the draft. That's going to happen. We know that. And when you do make that decision, even though you don't use the word mentor, Who's going to help groom that player?
0: Well, whether you don't want to use the word mentor, David, and I, and I agree with you
2: because he leads by example, uh, but, and he does it because that's who he is.
0: But I'll call it the bridge. Yeah, the bridge to the next guy. And, and folks, I promise you, this is—I'm basing what I'm saying here to you and to david on no inside information, no, this is none just whatsoever. Us talking. I'm talking. We're just talking my own eyes. If you ask me today, he will be. Uh, Eli Manning will be the bridge what I mean by the bridge he will be the starting quarterback and the only reason he's gonna be the starting quarterback is Because they're gonna believe he's the right guy to be the starting quarterback, and it'll be he'll be the starting guy They'll draft somebody or or or
2: Free free agency
0: because first of all if the Giants continue to win some games and I drafted really? as high as everybody was thinking a couple of weeks ago. And that nonsensical crap about they should tank the season. Somebody brought up, um, who brought it up? J.R. Smith and uh, the Cavs? No. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no, but you brought, uh, yeah. somebody brought up something that you said. A, a caller brought up, uh, you know, uh, because they were thanking us for also agreeing not to t- tank the season. But. Oh, what I
2: was asking the guy is and, that's and you, how he lives you, his life. Do
0: or, or, or you said, Well, how do you feel after the game when you're going home? Are you glad when they lose? Yeah, yeah.
2: He was so, oh, Well, we want a good draft pick. I'm like, Well, do you want to continue to go through a season like this? Is this how you live life that you look forward to the next year and you're not going to capitalize on the six or seven, eight opportunities that are still in front of you? As a competitor, as an athlete, you go into every game looking to
0: win, plain and simple. But for football players, it's even that much more, and I'm not saying because yeah, you only have 16 opportunities. Not only do you only have 16 opportunities, but tanking it, the physicality in football has a lot to do with. I mean, going like if you want to use the term tank or what, that's one thing. If it's basketball or something, in in football. You're getting beaten up in practice. You're getting beaten up in games.
2: And tanking means you are getting physically dominated in a football game. So now it's being
0: physically dominated as well as mentally dominated or vice versa. I mean,
2: that is demoralizing. Yeah, of course it is. And that wears on you. And that definitely changes the complex and the competition. More than anything, the confidence of your football team, if that's the way that you thought about it. This is the New York football giants we're talking about I,
0: here. I, I'll tell you, when I started covering football on a regular basis, when I first got into the business, and so now I'm in locker rooms after games and during practices and this and that, yep. and I'm watching guys walk around and the marks on them and this and that, and it struck me, man. TV doesn't do it justice. Oh, no. you, you know those and those big violent hits and the violence of the game. It does not do it justice to you watch the guys in a locker room after a game or, or, or in practice walking around. I mean, then th- that's when you really feel and get a grasp of just how physically physically tough this sport is.
2: Oh, I've lived it. I, 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 I know. I, I know. Uh, uh, and it is. It's physically demanding. It's more than anything. It's about having the mental toughness to push through it for an entire season because, like I was just saying, this is the professional football league. This is the NFL, and unlike other sports, you only have 16 opportunities. You don't play well. You have to sit on it for a week to redeem yourself individually and as a football team. And baseball and basketball, ah, they can play tomorrow. The day after, we got over 100 games, we're good. And
0: you get it out of your system. And you get
2: it out of your system. There is no getting it out of your system until you fully go through a week and have to have the same energy and intensity as game one that you do when you're playing in game 16.
0: You know, like like you make an error today playing baseball, you go out tomorrow, get a base hit. You're redeemed. It's redeemed. You know, Evan Ingram was talking about that when he he dropped that fourth and three, yeah. uh, you know, and it was a crucial drop. Yeah. And you know, he said, you know, it was brutal. I mean, you're living with that to the next game. I yeah. mean, it's you're going home. You're thinking about it. It's, you're all, you're, it's up, all you're, you're thinking, thinking about, about it. You're coming to practice every day. You're thinking about it. People aren't, let you, aren't letting you forget about it. It's just a constant. Yeah.
2: And until you were able to go put something on film and to change that perception, you're going to sit there and eat it.
0: You know, folks, just got to remind everybody uh, today uh, is our last day uh, before Thanksgiving. Uh, Tomorrow, everybody here is off, and then people will be back with you on Friday. So just want to make sure everybody, you know, knows that. And uh, uh, it is a big blue kickoff holiday as well. So uh, be aware of that. Again, the number is 201-939-4513. Want to remind everybody That Big Blue Kickoff Live, as always, is presented to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants Prizes throughout the season. Uh, Some people were talking yesterday about um, the moves, you know, getting ready to wrap things up here. People were talking about the moves. uh, In in fact, maybe it was Len from, from Columbia, Maryland, who's a great Giants fan. He, he I, th- I think it was Lynn who brought up the fact that you know we really miss um, snacks, David Harrison, and you know it wasn't, you, you, you know when you look at try to analyze why a trade, they had certain guys on that team. It wasn't yeah. you can say just money or or, or speculate, it, it, locker room this or that. To me, there were guys in particular, Dalvin, Dalvin Thompson, Thompson B.J. Hill. You got young guys yeah. that. You, You want to see – got to find out if the other guys do because if they're not, then you need to know that so you're not making errors when the draft
2: comes up. Exactly, and that's one thing that you're continuing to do. Like we said, turning the roster, you're going to truly see what each and every one of these players are made of moving out here forward. And I see nothing but positive signs coming out of Delvin Tomlinson and B.J. Hill, not only just in their understanding of what they're doing scheme-wise, but – Their technique, that's something that's definitely improved. Think about Delvin Tomlinson was one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles. And now with B.J. Hill and the fact that they're being able to be disruptive and to play in this defense, this experience that they're having in these games up against some very good offensive linemen – is only going to make them grow that much faster and develop into a better football player earlier.
0: And, you you, you know, you go on to see what um, McIntosh, yeah. you know... Uh, now that he's back. Yeah. Now that not, he's back. So, it, listen, youth is being served, and what could be better when youth is being served? You're finding out answers, and you're winning football games. Th- then two things are being accomplished, because the mindset is... Winning builds confidence. Losing goes in the opposite direction. Yep. You're also finding out. And you're giving guys valuable playing time. Yeah. Valuable playing time. And, and, you know, to me, somebody was asking, we were talking about it over lunch today, asking, well, is, is we going to see this guy? Or are you going to see Kyle Letta L- 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 or Tanya or something? If they uh, earn the right. Well, but hip, no, you, they, they might be able to earn a right, but I'll tell you what, if the Giants are winning games... Or the Giants are in games,
2: unless God forbid he gets hurt. Eli ain't taking a seat. No, I know, and I, but I was saying, based upon in practice and the way the players perform, yes. if they earn that right, they will play. Plain and simple. I, I mean, boy, look look how <laughs> so look how quickly things change. Think think about it, folks.
0: You know, everything went wrong for the Giants. Well, now things are going wrong for you know their opponents. So we shall see what happens. But right now, that is a wrap here on Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com. For our man at the controls today, Brandon Roth, for David Deal, for myself, Russ Salzberg, want to wish all of you and your families a happy and healthy uh, Thanksgiving holiday tomorrow. Make sure if you're traveling, you're driving safe. Stay well, and I'll see you next week. Go Giants in Philly.